good afternoon. This is Thursday, so what must it be at KDNK? It is Soper Suns, Everything Under the Sun, your weekly news program. And each week we feature something about uh, that week's newspaper. And this week we have a full studio at hand here. We have a co-hosting today with Gus Richardson, one of our youth journalists in the uh, Soper Sun Journalism Program, and James Steinler, contributing editor. Uh, we also have in studio, we have Lindsay DeFratis, who won her school board race on Tuesday night. Hey, Jeannie, glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming in. And you brought a, you've brought a guest of your own. I did. My oldest son, Hunter, is here with us. You want to say hi, Hunter? He goes to Soper's Elementary School and uh, had to duck out early today. Okay, okay. And then we're also having on the telephone, we will have Betsy After, who also uh, won her race on Tuesday night, and Jasmine Ramirez, who was reelected to the school board for a second term. Yeah, Betsy's on the line. So, hi, Betsy. How are you? Maybe Betsy's on the line. <laughs> okay, so uh, I don't know if I would hope that most of our listeners uh, voted and made sure they got their ballots in by 7 p.m. on Tuesday night. And uh, the results actually came in fairly early, which uh, that is due to the mail-in ballots, which they can process ahead of the... 7 p.m. poll closing time. And so you had to get together, Lindsay, uh, you and Betsy and Jasmine, at the Carbondale Beer Works in the uh, watch party, which is basically now uh, watching the totals online through the Secretary of State's office. That's right. Yeah, there wasn't uh, so much excitement with the ticker tape or the red and blues changing on the screen to watch, but (laughs) it was... A really great way to uh, to get to see some of the people who had been behind us and supported us throughout the campaign and to show our appreciation for the community. So um, can you talk about a little bit about how the camp, why you decided that you wanted to run for school board and and how that process was for you? And maybe even Hunter can say what he thought of the of uh, mom running for school board. What did you think about Hunter? Uh, it was very stressful, and mom was always gone, so we had to go stay after school most of the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a lot. There was uh, quite a few hours on both sides of a full-time job that were put into campaigning, but I had a lot of support from um, a lot of different people up and down the Roaring Fork right. Valley. And and you work for the Colorado Water District? The Colorado River District, A yes. River District, yep, I'm Blended sorry. Springs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but we all know, most of us know that a political, well, these aren't supposed to be political, but any kind of a campaign is supposed, it's a family effort. So, Hunter, you gave, it was okay to have mom gone just for a little bit so she could go you know, do her thing, and then she's going to represent your, you know, she'll be part of the school board, and you go to school here in the Roaring Fork School District. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. We were very happy when she won. 
Okay, very cool. Betsy, are you there with us? Hi, I'm here. Hi, hey, how Betsy. are you doing? Hey, is that Lindsay? Yes. Yep. No, this is Jeannie right now. Sorry. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, Betsy, how's it been for you after your uh, victory on Tuesday night? Good. It feels good. You know, I've been fielding a lot of um, well wishes messages from friends and supporters. Um, folks who I haven't talked to in a while have reached out to say congratulations when they saw the news. That was fun. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to to getting to work here on the school board. I looked at my calendar today and started plotting out how I'm going to do this and everything else I've got going on in my life, but uh, I think we can make it work. Right. Where there is a will, there is a way. That's what I always mm-hmm. say. Yeah, so what uh, kinds of things... Did your, I'm, you know, it's always a sacrifice for the family whenever one of the uh, folks decides to get into any kind of a campaign. I don't care what, even it's school board, you know, town council, whatever. It's a time commitment, and it's a commitment for the whole family. So, um, what was what was it that prompted you to run for school board? Oh, well, you know, my kids are in uh, Crystal River Elementary School. I have a third grade son and a first grade daughter, and we have had just a wonderful experience with CRES and with the, um, the, the teachers there, the community here in Carbondale at the schools. And I felt, uh, I felt for a while now that one of the contributions I can make to this really important institution that's serving my kids really well uh, is is through the policy lens and the fiscal management lens, which is a big part of what the school district, the school board members do. Right. And so kind of thinking through, thinking through that, um, as my kids have gotten, um, as my kids have grown up in the, in the schools a little bit, um, I feel like that was a way that I could contribute and be a good solid community member here in the Roaring Fork Valley. Okay. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your background as far as, um, I know you work locally here in the Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been at uh, RMI, which was formerly known as Rocky Mountain Institute for 15 years. I moved out here from North Carolina after graduate school. I was working at the Environmental Protection Agency after or during graduate school. And um, I saw an opportunity to be an intern in snow, old Snowmass, Colorado. I'd never heard of Snowmass. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm from the mountains of North Carolina, but oh, it's very nice. different okay. there. And so um, when I graduated from grad school, I had two job offers. One was to be an intern at RMI, um, making a pretty low salary, as yep. everyone here can imagine, yep. um, but with housing, or to go work for a big pharmaceutical company in the Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, making sixty grand a year. And um, my parents were really shocked when I decided to move out for a six-month internship to make almost nothing in the mountains of Colorado okay. and turn down the big pharma job. Um, but I did, and that internship turned into a full-time job at RMI, and I've been there ever since. Uh, and I do fundraising at RMI now. I lead part of a team that fundraises for all of our institute's global operations. Okay, excellent. And I believe we have Jasmine on the phone. Jasmine, are you there? Hey, everyone. Hey. Hi. Yeah, we're kind of patching things together. Uh, we've got a lot of people in the studio, so we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants a little bit here. But how are you doing, Jasmine? 
No worries. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys, for making it work. Um, you know, early uh, today is Thursday, so our kids get out at three thirty, and I know uh, everybody's always scrambling in this time. So, thank you guys for making it work, and I'm just happy to be here with our um, my my colleagues that will be joining me on the board. I'm very excited. Very cool. So you uh, ran unopposed, and yeah. this was for your second term. And I, I wrote down the uh, the final vote totals here. You had 6,658 votes mm-hmm. running on a poll. So, you know, I know you and I have talked, um, you know, privately more kind of in a, in a journalist interviewee role, but I know that you told me that you wanted to continue the work that you have been doing for the last four years. You want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm very excited at the opportunity to continue to tackle some of these issues affecting our students. And I know Betsy and Lindsay have both advocated um, on, you know, closing the achievement gap. And so I'm very committed to us continuing to have that conversation on how we solve it. Um, I think there's, you know, other issues that we um, have to continuously work towards, which includes um, you know, the equity policy and having holding an equity audit. We obviously have to tackle the superintendent hiring process, um, you know, and I, I think um, there's a lot of work. You know, a lot, a lot of time is spent um, getting our, our board members caught up on where we've been and, um, and you know, really trying to, to share some context of, of some of those decisions and then also just making sure that we're able to, um, collaborate together and continue moving forward and moving the district forward. And um, I'm, I remain committed, you know, as I shared, to ensure that all of our students are graduating our schools happy and ready to take on the world. And, um, you know, I, I believe that to my core. And I think, you know, we, we as um, board members have um, such a privilege to hold these roles and to be able to really commit to the work. And so uh, I, I've some of this professional development so that we can uh, move collectively together for the benefit of our students. So I would think that um, because you've been there four years and Catherine and Kenny have been there too. uh, Yeah, am I right on that? Yeah, too. So (laughs) you will be able to give uh, Betsy and Lindsay some guidance on, you know, (laughs) <laughs> because We're everybody hoping. yeah we get some from her there's a lot to learn there yeah i mean <laughs> basically they have to have to hit the ground running uh from their very first meeting so uh what kind of a i don't know what happened when you went on the board uh yourself or ha- you know how you guys handled that in in transitions yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I think that's probably the work I'm most excited about. You know, when I came onto the board, uh, the board looked very different. And, um, and I think our school district looked very different. And so, um, you know, I'm very excited to um, have the opportunity now to have a little bit more of um, a design process for new board members coming in. You know, we'll have a board retreat with our colleagues coming in 
Um, we have a, a handbook that Director Kuhlenberg, uh, Director Taylor, and myself have worked on to just really try to give incoming uh, board members a little bit more insight on our role and how um, you know how those transitions can be smoother. Um, because it is a lot, you know, it, it's a lot to take on and it, and it is going to be a very, you know, hands-on job. We are a working board. There are expectations for us to um, be involved and to be aware and to um, do the work. And I think that is something, it's a, it's a tone that um, I've appreciated being a part of. And, um, you know, we've tried to make that transition uh, better every every election, and I, um, you know, I've shared with both Lindsay and Betsy that you know all of us are always available uh, for any questions, and that we actually really welcome the questions. I think there's a lot to learn, and there's a lot to, um, you know, want to understand the why and the how. And I think for us that have been on the board a little longer, there's an opportunity to be reminded of of where we've been and. <laughs> and the history there and right. really be reminded of why it mattered so much um, for us to be where we're at today. Excellent, excellent. Well, we have uh, Gus Richardson, who's one of our uh, youth journalists at the Soper Sun. He's in his second year with the program. And Gus, did you do you have, since you're uh, a student at Roaring Fork High School, do you have a question yourself for the school board members? Um, yeah, yeah, I have a question. You put me on the spot a little bit here. Um, we never do that. <laughs> um, yeah, is there any, like... I've been working the board a little bit, so I haven't had the, the best chance to listen to all your points, but uh, assuming that you didn't already mention it, is there any... Um, is there any, like, parts of your running campaign, I guess, that you'd really like to share for any listeners who might have children in the schools or might be in the schools themselves that really want to see what you're going to do to, like, change the school board in this new position of yours. You want to take that first, Lindsay? Sure. Thanks, Gus. Um, let's see. Well, first I have to acknowledge that the school board has been doing a lot of things, and so... Not sure I'm going to jump in and say I'd change everything because I have to sort of learn what they're doing already. And I know that the staff to the school district has been working very hard to keep a lot of essential programs up and running and uh, conversations moving forward. So there's definitely going to be a steep learning curve. Um, that being said, I think one thing I can bring to the board that I did campaign on quite a bit is increasing the transparency and intentional communication so that our community is aware of the good work that we're being done, that it's be already being done, and that the community also feels like it has a clear path to share their concerns and frustrations. And that mm -hmm. goes for students as well. Um, and then, of course, the parents in our, in our district as well often reach out first to the teachers because they're the first thing, they're the first part of the school district that they see. And knowing that they can um, engage with teachers but also share community concerns more broadly with board members is important as well. Okay. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for that, Lindsay. And this question I'll uh, ask of you, Betsy. Uh, this is James Steinler, by the way, um, uh, Sopris Sun with the Sopris Sun. And thank you again for being with us. And for our listeners, again, we are speaking with the 
Uh, going for school district elected um, board members, Lindsay DeFratis, Betsy After, and Jasmine Ramirez. Um, Betsy, with there's there's been a lot of, of uh, kind of controversy of different elements on the school board and as or, uh, uh, issues that the school board has had to broach. How do you foresee balancing different interests from uh, your constituents uh, throughout Rowing Fork school districts uh, who certainly do not all agree with one another? Yeah, that's a great question and something that I've thought a lot about because this was my first foray into running a political campaign. Hmm. And I had not um, had the direct experience before of listening to so many different constituents uh, telling me so strongly what they believe in and expecting me just as a candidate to be able to do something about it. So this will be um, quite a learning journey for me. I feel like over the last few months I've gotten quite a bit better at um, listening to what people are saying, kind of deciphering information in a way that I can understand it and then make an informed judgment based on that, based on the fact that I'm hearing things from many different types of stakeholders, many of whom disagree with each other. I think that's one thing that's probably underappreciated or people know it intellectually, but when you're really sitting observing school board meetings uh, and then going into this as a new school board member, I think people underappreciate just how much information you're getting from diverse stakeholders and how as a school board member, you have to um, parse that information and make the best decision for as many people as possible. And so that'll be something that I take really seriously is what um, what the decisions that I'm involved in, the decisions that I'm help, helping make, um, how they're impacting students across the board from every, every one of the 14 schools um, and for every student's experience. Uh, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be quite, it'll probably be the biggest challenge uh, of my tenure for me personally. Yeah, it seems like that would be something very hard to balance. Um, now, you as well have a personal interest vested in the Rowing Fork School District because, uh, as I understand it, you have uh, children of your own. Sorry, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, as I understand it, you have children of your own, so you have somewhat of yes. a personally vested interest in the Rowing Fork School District. Uh, have your kids been involved in the Rowing Fork School District from uh, kindergarten or? Yeah, so my son was one of the unlucky kiddos who started his kindergarten year online during COVID. Uh, so that was oh quite goodness. an experience. <laughs> um, and I, uh, that was the, my first experience really observing the school board in action, actually, because I was like a lot of parents, I was watching the um, the meetings remotely and, and folks like Jasmine and the other members at the time, um, I thought did a really amazing job at getting our schools back open. Um, so yeah, my son started kindergarten that year. It was very tough on him and on the family um, to start kindergarten online. It seems like a long time ago now, but God, that was a horrible experience, I think, for many people, ourselves included. And then my daughter is in first grade. So yeah, I'm definitely personally vested in the success of the Roaring Fork schools, um, both as a parent, but also as a concerned community member. Wonderful. I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I could just imagine how it was. I know it was uh, 
you know, a challenge for everyone, COVID, uh, but specifically students and to have lost out on almost, was it a year almost of... Uh, two, more like two... Two years in of some, remote yeah. learning. Yeah. To mean, get if, fully back. Yes. Yeah. So two and a half, really, but until we weren't dealing with masks on and off and different um, protocols in the building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that, as a parent, a relief to be through that, uh, Lindsay? Uh, you know, my, my husband and I have a saying about being parents, and it's that the word easy and relief really don't play a role. It's just going to be different. So mm-hmm. I'm really hopeful that we never have to go through that again. But uh, I'm sure we're going to have different challenges. Um, yes, it is easier not having masks on and not having to deal with that. And also, just from a board perspective, not having to spend time and relationship capital with our community um, negotiating a a realm that no one had ever been prepared for and that was just covered with explosive controversies and so I think the board um, was faced with those choices and the community obviously like Betsy said we were all paying attention because it was a literal life or death conversation in a lot of ways for people and it was it was hard and I think that the community is the board still have to sort of um, rebuild some some trust there and it's not even their fault it was just the world handed them this impossible situation and our valley struggled with it in the way that every other community did across the country and we've come to our norms and expectations and moving forward hopefully we can we can build wonderful it was truly a trial period uh, go ahead Jeannie. yeah jasmine you were were on the board when uh going through when we went through the COVID, uh, the pandemic time with face, well, I remember we all just washed everything down initially <laughs> until <laughs> until we found out that it was airborne and then it, uh, we should be wearing masks. But um, how difficult was that to maneuver that space of, you know, getting guidance from um, the State Department of Health? and incorporating that into uh, policy for the schools. Yeah, you know what, we, um, we came onto the board a couple of months before we went into full lockdown. And so, um, you know, I, I think that that in itself was such a learning curve for uh, three new board members at the time coming in um, and really trying to understand um, what our role was and what our um, what, what our power was in that moment um, because you know it, it is really hard being a district that encompasses three counties <laughs> three public health departments yeah. um, and and you know there is such a diversity in how um, our commissioners across the district um, you know, react to to emergencies, national emergencies and critical emergencies like that. So, you know, I think the beginning, um, you know, it feels very long. Whoops. <laughs> that was my apologies. I'll get Jasmine back on the on the line. In the meantime, uh, just uh, because we do only have a couple of minutes left, um, I would like to get uh, give Betsy and Lindsay an opportunity to um, – just give some final thoughts um, uh, to our listeners, and I'll get Jasmine on the line uh, so she can do the same. You want to go ahead, Lindsay? Well, sure. Thanks for having me here today. This is uh, always great to be a part of the local radio, local journalism scene, and um, I'm looking forward to keeping these channels of communication open, and I think that that's one of my big priorities. Uh, as far as it comes to the next step, I mean, 
we're just jumping right in with the superintendent hiring process. Everybody knows that it's right. the biggest thing on the agenda, and it's a tremendous learning curve. Um, as far as the process goes, I'm, you know, I'm glad that there's going to be Kenny and Catherine showing us some things that they, you know, mistakes not to make or, or ways that they learn to do things better in a very recent process. But I'm also looking forward to helping that conversation sort of pivot and re-engage the community in a more positive way as well. Okay. And what about you, Betsy? Final thoughts? Yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity to chat here today. Um, you know, this was such an interesting experience for me. And as you mentioned, Jeannie, in the beginning, it really takes a village to to do uh, community service and to put ourselves out there as candidates. So I'm just really grateful to the Roaring Fork School District community for coming together and for voting really decisively for Lindsay and myself um, and for a lot of a lot of people who put so much time and energy into supporting us um you know in particular my family um my husband wore the lion's share of the of the um child care over the last few months Ooh. while i was <laughs> on the campaign trail and he's got his own uh, full-time job and business he's running so you know that doesn't go unnoticed and then i feel really fortunate i have an employer who gave me quite a lot of grace in terms of um where my focus was over the last couple of of months and and so i'm really grateful to be in a position where i can support the community in that way because i know there's a lot of people out there in this community who want to serve and who want to be part of the solutions for our school district and there's a big need for those voices in the community whether it's on the school accountability committees the district accountability committees as board members as volunteers and not everybody has the opportunity to step away from their work briefly uh, to do that and not everybody can afford to so um, I'm really grateful that I'm in a position to do that and that so many people were out there supporting us thank you so much for that we so appreciate it uh, Betsy um, last but not least certainly not least the incumbent uh, um, Jasmine if you don't mind sharing with our listeners you have 30 seconds uh, for your closing statement thank you Thank you guys. Sorry I got cut off there, but um, I just wanted to make sure to give thanks to the community. You know, I I, um, appreciate so much the voters who came out and voted, um, you know, in in this election season and this campaign for re-election, I held eight town halls across the district and it was really important for me to still be able to make time to hear from the community. And so thank you to those parents that came out. Um, that shared some of their concerns and you know I think it's really important for us to continue to um, have those opportunities to hear back from the community and I look forward to serving our community another four years and serving with our new leadership and you know we always strive as a board to maintain open door policy so please continue to reach out to us and we look forward to seeing you guys out and about in the district or schools sometime soon. Thank you so much, Jasmine, and thank you, Betsy and Lindsay, for joining us today. Have a wonderful Thursday, listeners. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye.